Looking for a special gift for that fag in your life? Whoa, 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 whoa. Get that friend of Armstrong and Getty some A&G merch. New for 19, our latest A&G logo tees, hoodies, and more. The Punch Violence in the Face t-shirt or the Castagat Redendo Morris tee is available. The Yo, Yo, Yo and the updated Stupid Should Hurt tee. The new Cal Unicornia state flag tee. We even brought back our classic A&G ketchup and mustard logo. Buy them now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Find it at armstrongandgetty.com. In case you didn't get it, and if you took in a lot of the mainstream media, you did not get the story. I, I, this is the worst example I've ever seen, and that is saying something of partisan news over a big story. With anybody who led with the IG report out, Trump has been lying all along. FBI is fine. Oh my God! If you're a full-on liberal, like you believe that the man shouldn't be spying on me, I'm worried about the man all the time, cops and that sort of stuff, what the FBI did should horrify you. They cherry-picked information to get a warrant to spy on somebody, even when information was put in their face that would have gone against their narrative, they ignored it or hid it. This is one of the darkest, stupidest days uh, I've ever observed in the uh, American media, and we can talk about more of this, uh, more on this in a little bit. And one of the darkest days in the history of the FBI. Oh, yeah, and it it all has to do with Trump derangement syndrome. Nobody cares about anything unless it's points for or against Trump, and then that's the only aspect of it that they report on. It is just so utterly moronic. My God, it just so doesn't serve the people of this great country. So we'll try to get to that in a little bit. Um, real quickly, mostly because it amuses me, <clears throat> you have the uh, Harvard-Harris National Poll released. I'm not familiar with this poll. But, Harris you know, Poll's a good poll, but I don't... I don't and know, I've heard of Harvard. I don't know about online polls, because it's an well, online poll. How does that work? Are you sure? Uh, that, that's what I... When I read the original article, it said the Harris online poll. But are are there legitimate online polls? Is there a way to do that? Yeah, see, I don't, I don't they're, see they're that at all. Re- they're a real polling organization, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is w- okay. one of those phony polls. No, I don't. I, I didn't think it was at all when I saw it because they're a real respected polling organization. Yeah, the poll I'm looking at was a, a call-out poll, and they okay. pulled a standard couple of thousand people. Anyway, um, the current field, the current Democratic field. This is a national poll, Jack. Would you like to throw in the inevitable national polls are meaningless? They are meaningless. They're not meaningless because electability is uh, issue number one. I but. feel like you were set up to fail there, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I was duped. <laughs> <laughs> You've fallen into my trap. <laughs> uh, Biden, 29, way down to Sanders at 16. Then Liz Warren, but a giggity, 8. And Bloomberg, 7. Fairly pathetic. Biden running away with it. But they As he has in every national poll forever for some reason. It's fascinating to me that Bloomberg just shows up, buys ads, and is dwarfing what a lot of the other quote-unquote serious candidates were able to do with traditional campaigns. I think it's still name recognition more than anything else. Right, right. Yeah. I don't think it's positions. But, Jack, the clever devils at Harris slash Harvard threw in a twist. 
What if Hillary Clinton and, for some reason, John Kerry got in the race? John Who would Kerry? you favor? I know. I fell asleep. Who, whose idea was that? <laughs> yeah. John Kerry gives me narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, whose idea was that? <laughs> no, nobody was talking about what if John Kerry gets in the race. I know. Lots, lots of people were saying will Hillary or not, but nobody was saying, but what if John Kerry gets in the race? John I Kerry wasn't were, saying that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why'd you mention me? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, number what if no, Walter Mondale gets in the race? Tell you what, I don't know if it's number one, but it's certainly in the top three things I'm over, and that's the elite universities. No, you no. know, Harvard and Yale and freaking Princeton and Stanford and the rest of it, and how they're seen as like the, the, the gods sitting on Olympus telling the rest of us what we ought to think and how we ought to live, and only the best and brightest, blah, blah, blah. It's a scam, man. And it's un-American, too. It really is. Anyway, uh, getting back to the polls. So they, they introduced Hillary, and again, inexplicably, the horse-faced John Kerry. <laughs> with it <laughs> were. There he goes. If With those in, Hillary tops the list at 21%. She's essentially tied with Biden, who falls from 29 to 20%. Bernie's uh, there at, at 12, so he loses a little. Warren at 9, Bud a gig, and Carrie are down there at 4. But uh, still in front of any of the other geeks who are going to be wasting our time on stage uh, in a couple of nights. But just and, and listen, I'm a guy who doesn't swing Democrats. Some of you do. God bless you. We can still be friends. But the fact that you give people a sniff of Hillary... And by the way, Sniff of Hillary is the new fragrance I'm uh, introducing for Christmas time. Oh, 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 my Look God. for an infomercial coming to you. Uh, so, uh, but you give you give. give I'm Democrats. getting just a little. I'm getting a hint of. Uh, see, phony charity. That's a little cuckoldry. What is that on that side? I don't know. Oh my goodness! I don't know hmm, that, is that pant suit I'm smelling? <laughs> Never heard the R Y on the end of that word. <laughs> But but the fact that you throw Hillary into the mix for Democratic voters and they immediately go to her and snub everybody else, I, I, that just delights me. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because it would be so entertaining if there was a rematch, I guess. I had, a, I had a brief moment yesterday. I think it was when I saw this poll where I thought what the news day will look like when it's, you know, we all get the alerts on our phone, breaking news on cable. Hillary Clinton has announced she is running for president. If you guys keep saying this, I'm going to file an official HR complaint. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and me thinking, and a lot of people thinking, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it, it just yeah. seems like what should happen. I tell you what, Shawnee boy, this might please you, man. She's young. She's only 72. So she makes the other two top uh, poll, you know, other uh, people at the top of the poll, uh, Joe and Bernie, seem ancient at, at a youthful 72. Yeah. Only 72. What yes. A, what yes. a dynamic yes. we have created around <laughs> us politically. So she and Liz Warren are the kids in the race until you get down old single-digit Pete and, and Bloomberg, who's like 150. Um, so anyway, that's plenty of that. Nobody cares. Vote in uh, Iowa. One uh, uh, term in uh, what in in a month. One way to tie it into stories of the day with the articles of impeachment being announced. I know that on the the Trump hating channels they will they will make a really big deal out of this as as I have seen Chris Matthews on MS, on MSNBC regularly talking about. It looks like we are going to have a president who is impeached, and he uses a serious voice. And I think yeah, we all know that that's gonna it's not it's not that big a deal. 
for instance, Bill Clinton was impeached. How damaging was that? Well, a few years later, his wife runs for president, almost wins with him at her side. He gives the keynote address to introduce her at the convention. Right. I mean, I mean, well, how, come on. He left office with what was his sixty-three uh, percent yeah. positive. Or? How big a stain was impeachment on his life? As, as until Barack Obama came along, he was the most popular Democrat in America. So, right. Whatever. Big deal. But Trump's going to be impeached. He's not going to be booted. End of story. I, I, I can't believe it's still even being talked about. So we need to retouch the uh, IG report on the FBI's incredible sloppiness, dishonesty, etc., because every American, no matter how you swing, ought to be concerned about this. And there are a couple of twists to the story that are kind of, you know, one level back um, that are absolutely worth mentioning. Turns out Ivanka was buddies with Christopher Steele? Did not know that. Like the British spy guy? guy? Well, they're friends. Okay. They knew each other, and and how the thing got started in the first place, um, and then how it went sideways. Okay. You'll understand if you stay tuned. Tell that story coming up. Uh, first, this. So yesterday, my son had uh, one of his medical procedures, and uh, all day on an IV, and then he's got it again today. But so he had a thing in his arm, whatever you call that. What do you call that in your arm? You got the tube Stop on an the, IV. The, the tube's dangling out. But after the IV, when he's when he's still walking around and he's got it in his arm still. Oh, yeah. What do you call it at that point? I don't know. He's got the thing a hanging port. out of his arm. I guess. Yeah. Um, so it, we, he wanted to go outside and play because he's been all day long in the house on the on the drip. And uh, we go outside and it's a nice sunny day. And I suggest we play this game that we play on the swing. And, and uh, Laura, mom, is there also. And we say, yeah, let's play that. And he said, I can't play that game. I've got this thing in my arm. And I said, oh, yeah, you're right. We probably shouldn't play that game with that thing in your arm. And Laura says, yeah, it's a good thing you're here. And he said, I'm being raised by apes. <laughs> wow. Wow. you gotta, you got to teach this kid to type and have him start reading a blog. I'll subscribe. <laughs> yeah, when's this podcast start? Oh, God. You're raising we, George Carlin. We suggested something that would be too dangerous, and he had to shut us down on being raised by apes. There you go. You know, that's that's just so funny, and 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 uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to take things too seriously. Um, but you know, we both know that the the spark of creativity in a lot of creative people comes from frustration, pain, oh, oh, anger, no, no. Th- that oh, no, sort no. of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, combined with your son's intelligence, God bless him. I just uh, if 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 his health can come around. I think he's just going to be a, a an amazing guy. Well, I'll settle for completely average normal life. No doubt. Oh, about I hear it. that. That's what I'm shooting for. Um, so the IG report. I'm happy to see the uh, headline in USA Today: "Faults Found in FBI Surveillance" is their headline. Well, that's certainly true. You'll hear about it next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Because the lead singer died. Oh, I was just going to say, is this the look? Why are we playing this? I'm sorry to hear she's passed. Or he. It's a big hit. Uh, this is Pete Williams yesterday on NBC News. Pete Williams on NBC News. What it says is the FBI basically repeatedly screwed up at every level, failing to pay enough attention to potential problems with Steele, failing to tell the Justice Department. And it says at one point that the FBI decided to seek this 
FISA warrant, even at the risk of being criticized for doing it later, because the report says FBI officials they ha- said they had to get to the bottom of a potentially serious threat to national security. See, but that's that's the problem. You decide with your own judgment that I think something hinky's going on there, so I'm going to fake up whatever I got to fake up to get a warrant to spy on people. And in this case, who I'm spying on is a presidential candidate, and then at some point, the actual elected freaking president. Right. We're spying on the president, and yes, the word spying is completely appropriate. Um, we're spying on the president with made-up information. We're jobbing the whole FISA court thing, misleading them so we can spy. That is absolutely what happened. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a pretty good summary. I'd say some of the information wasn't made up. It was just not clear how credible it was. It was wobbly. Well, okay, okay, you know, semantics game. I would consider if you if you have errors of omission, lies of omission, if you leave stuff out to paint a completely different picture of something, you're making it up. You've crafted something that isn't real. They so, left out information about the Steele report on purpose because otherwise the FISA court would have probably said, well, we're not going to use that as a basis for spying on somebody. Right, and or they would uh, include verbiage in their reports about how reliable something was that sounded very positive, but behind the scenes in the paperwork, you'd see that they knew it was it was utterly unreliable. But they were going to throw it in just because they wanted to get to the result that they wanted to get to. And so they would just make everything, they would spin the hell out of everything, including leaving negative stuff out. Bloomberg News, no fan of Donald Trump, Bloomberg News said the report is devastating about the FBI's court-ordered surveillance of a Trump campaign aide in an operation known as Crossfire Hurricane. The national, or the director of the ACLU said it's clear that the FBI lacks basic safeguards and is in need of serious reform. Robbie Suave, our friend uh, from Reason.com, wrote, uh, All Americans should have serious concerns about the FBI's respect for constitutional principles, ability to carefully evaluate conflicting information, and its competency in general. And then Robbie, in devastating fashion, I appreciate this, gets into the utter failure of the American media in reporting this story. The Washington Post's key takeaway in their lead story was that the report amounted to a triple rebuke of Trump. And his allies. There was no evidence that it was a, a politically motivated witch hunt. That's the lead story. CNN wow. article led with That's conspiracy incredible. theories debunked and called the Russia probe legal and unbiased before it eventually conceded serious mistakes. But they attributed those to a low-level FBI lawyer. In general, the Trump-critical mainstream media has treated the faltering of the most fervent pro-Trump partisans conspiracy theory about a deep state coup as some kind of full acquittal of the FBI. It's not. The IG report is a chronicle of massive government wrongdoing. I think that's pretty well said. God, you people are insane. It is so frightening on so many different levels. So you have uh, the New York Times, where former editors say... There are now journalists at the New York Times that will ignore facts because they think Trump is so dangerous. Our FBI will ignore things because they think Trump is dangerous and violate people's uh, constitutional rights. This is all horrifying. Well, listen, the IG said we could find no documentary or testimonial evidence. In, in, In other words, nobody wrote down or nobody admitted that 
all this shady dealing was motivated by political bias. He couldn't find that evidence. You can't prove a negative. That does not disprove that it's political bias. I, as a guy with a little gray around my temples, I've lived a little, I've observed this sort of thing, I've studied it for a long time. I'll tell you there are other motivators that could have been at work, to be fair. You could make your career on being the guy who busted this case open if indeed Carter Page and Papadopoulos or Manafort or whatever. If they were actually in league with Putin, you would become a national hero for the rest of your life. That's a pretty good motivator to cut some corners and fudge some attributions. You might just be getting pressure from above. Look, I don't know what people's motivation was. And you've got to drop the freaking orange guy from your consciousness for just a second and and, and understand this is a question about our most powerful law enforcement agencies overstepping and abusing people's rights. The fact that they were able to get a FISA warrant, and then when they started digging into the campaign, they regularly came across evidence that they didn't need a FISA warrant, that there was nothing going on, and then they hid that evidence. The exculpatory evidence, the evidence that proved, okay, there's nothing here, there's nothing wrong, Carter Page is fine, none of this stuff is true. They, the the Steele dossier is crap. They'd learned that the further they dug into it. And they, they hid all that from the FISA court. I tell you what, the one that outrages me the most is that, and I want you to keep something in mind, if you become one of these names that we all hear in the news, you're being investigated, you're called before Congress, etc., you could spend your entire retirement fund in the course of a year and retire with nothing. Because getting lawyered up is so expensive. But Carter Page had these contacts with Russians that the FBI said are very suspicious. They found out the CIA knew all about that. And Carter Page had been working with them. But they kept that out of their request to the FISA judge to keep those contacts looking scary and suspicious. Because that would keep the judge reauthorizing the investigation. Maybe they had the best motivations. I don't know, but you can't have that happening. No, that should not happen in the United States. That it's is chilling, a, dude. Oh, it I is. Don't care. I don't care if you're freaking AOC or if you're Ted Cruz. You've got to agree. What's coming up in your news, Marshal? Rand Paul insisting the WAPO Afghanistan report cannot be ignored and impeachment and trade deals in Congress. Yeah, a lot of big news. Uh, this, this week is just exhausting. I'm tired. Armstrong and Getty. Yo, yo, yo. That's my catchphrase. I was wearing my yo, yo, yo shirt yesterday at home. You can, <laughs> you can actually get a yo, 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 yo shirt. Uh, no, three yo's. Right. Four yo's, I think, is copyrighted. Yo, yo, custom yo. ordered. A yo, yo, yo shirt is available at armstrongandgetty.com along with a... Oh, there, there's a hey, Esther. You can get that oh. as a t-shirt also. A lot of great AMG <laughs> swag. And listen, if you order today, there's a good chance you get it by Christmas Eve. Can't guarantee it, but listen, if you're an idiot like myself, who does things too late or forgets to the last minute, you've got to get adept at the gift certificate under the tree, fancy script, a little, you copied and pasted the picture of the A&G t-shirt or sweatshirt or whatever you got for your loved one, and you put it on there, and then when it arrives two days later, who cares? Um, but there's some really good swag. Uh, so, so go to armstrongandgetty.com. By the way, Jack, and I hate to be the one to break this news to you, Lil Bub has died. Little Bub, Lil Bub has passed away. 
Lowell Bubb was part of the, and I'm quoting a headline here, wacky big money world of pet influencers. Lowell Bubb is a famous cat. This freaking cat's more famous than we are. <laughs> well, it's dead now, but so, anyway, more on that to come. Would that cat, like, eat certain cat food or wear a certain collar or something? A lot of money to be made, dude. A lot of money. Lowell Bubb. Lowell Bubb. Hmm. Natural causes, or did the competing cat uh, have him whacked? Hard to say. The mm-hmm. investigation is ongoing. Yeah, slip you a hundred bucks if you drive over him the next time he crosses the street. <laughs> now he's a little flat. <laughs> Here's the news with Marsha Phillips. Uh, Senator Rand Paul says the Washington Post extended Afghan papers report that shows top U.S. officials painted a false picture of the war in Afghanistan shows that Congress needs to debate continuing the war. The Kentucky Republican telling Fox News. You know, I think our young men and women that we send to war, our best and our brightest, they deserve better. They deserve an open airing of what is the mission. I've been saying for several years now that I can't meet a general anywhere who can tell me really what is the mission we're trying to accomplish in Afghanistan. Paul adding that Congress really needs to get to work and do its job. We should debate, you know, whether we should be at war, whether we should continue the war, what is the mission, and that's not happening. You know, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to get into that. We got a couple of emails, Jack, that were as eloquent and 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 powerful as I think anything we can say. And I'd, I'd like to share those at some point, having to do with the Afghanistan question. But one thing to never forget is that there are giant amounts of money being made in warfare, unimaginable amounts of money. And those companies, those who profit from war, have have the ear of like. You know, 85% of Congress, and they write them big checks, and and they exert their influence that way. So if Congress seems oddly uh, uninterested in this story, that's not the whole explanation, but that's a hell of a start. That's interesting and troubling. Hey, we got this on the other, one of the other big stories of the day, that IG report that came out yesterday that totally exonerated the FBI and showed Trump to be a conspiracy wacko. Or should scare the hell out of you because the FBI uh, is willing to do anything if they feel like they want to spy on you and violate your constitutional rights. We got this text. I've been a cop for many years. The FBI has always been the standard bearer of objectivity and rule following. We constantly rib our federal counterparts about how square they are to the law. The IG report rips asunder the foundation of the FBI. Many of my FBI friends have expressed how absolutely betrayed they feel by the actions of those in Washington. Beautiful. I, can, I can attest to the good men and women of the FBI and how hard they work to follow the law, but this report is so damning that we in law enforcement and Americans should be terrified of the absolute abuse examples by the government. Right. Respect is not worship. You can respect the FBI and understand it is a bureaucracy run by human beings, and it is due for a serious checkup. Every so often, and every time you check up on it, you're going to find out that they've gotten sloppy, they've gotten a little self-indulgent, uh, the rest of it. Because that's how human beings are. You can respect something without worshipping it. Well, I can really see how if you're an FBI agent in, you know, Montana or whatever, it really pisses you off that you've been towing the line and, 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 and trying to be as close to the, the law as you can your whole career. And you find out that these people in D.C. were just making crap up to do whatever, right. they, whatever they wanted to do. Right, and it hurts your reputation, your pride, and the rest of it. And I sympathize with those guys and gals. Democrats are calling it a solemn day as they unveil two articles of impeachment against President Trump. 
Speaking at the Capitol today, the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler says Trump's going to be charged with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. And then following that, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi came out surrounded by about 50 fellow Dems saying there's been a breakthrough in negotiations on a new North America trade deal. This is a day we've all been working to Hooray! Uh, and working for on the path to yes. The path to yes. The path to yes. Every word that comes out of that woman's mouth is just appalling. So don't mess with me. It's amazing that the party that's impeaching the president is not confident enough that this is a good news story for them today, that they need to roll this out today. I mean, she yeah. gets to choose what day. She didn't choose yesterday or tomorrow. She well, could have done it tomorrow. Was... There's nothing that made it today. She could have done it tomorrow and let the impeachment be the story of the day. But she doesn't want that because she doesn't think it looks good for them. Well, and here's your proof, Jack. She's not announcing that uh, it's passed. She's announced that a deal has been struck that will allow it to pass. Yeah, so, yeah, so. it didn't even pass. So she just wanted a different right. news story than impeachment from the from the from the speaker of the house that is impeaching the president right that's so crazy we just got this text i heard the little bub had a little dirt on hillary <laughs> Epstein, hashtag clinton body count Epstein, vince foster and now little bub right right so it's, it's tough to argue with uh you know back to the impeachment thing because we haven't talked about it for a long time look the the uh, abuse of power thing to me, I get it. The call was dumb. It was ham-handed. And I know some smart, honest people who think, yeah, that was impeachable. I happen not to think so. But, yeah, look, honest people can disagree on this. The obstruction of Congress one is just completely phony. Congress, which is one branch of government, came to the executive branch, said, we're investigating you. We demand these people and these papers. The executive branch said, no, you don't get those. Those are privileged. We have the right to keep them. The third branch of government, at this point, the court needs to step in and rule. No, you do have to give this. You don't have to give that. That's the way our system works. And so, but the Democrats have said, no, we don't have time for that. We don't want to deal with that. We'll just go with what we got. So the idea that uh, the executive branch, uh, branch appealing to the courts to adjudicate these questions is uh, obstruction? That's, that's obscene. That's the way it's supposed to work. Now, it could be the court, the Supreme Court would say, you got to turn over every damn thing the Democrats have asked for. Every single thing. Okay? That would be fine if that's what the courts rule. But that's not obstruction just because the administration said, we're not going to do it till the courts say we have to. That's not obstruction. The president has done a lot of tweeting today. Yeah. He just tweeted this one, all caps. Witch hunt! <laughs> that's uh, you know that's uh, another way to approach the argument. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I, I hate to say it again because I already said it, but I I just feel like I, I I'm just astounded by this. They're impeaching the president of the United States. It's the third time it's ever happened, and like two minutes later, they announce a big legislation thing because right. they don't think it's a good story for them. Yeah, because nobody hilarious. really cares. Yeah, that's hilarious. I tell you what, you know, it's funny, Jack, and, and you know this, I know this, a lot of our friends know this, um, that, that witch hunt, I'm sorry, witch hunt uh, tweet. If Trump were Trump, but he was like a third less Trumpy. <laughs> you shaved I, off 30% of Trumpiness. I think he could be a president on par with certainly Reagan and FDR. I'm not going to go Lincoln and Washington because I'm not prone to hyperbole, but 
if he could have his positive qualities and just lose a third of the Trumpiness, uh, God, I think he could just be an historic president. But, well, that's not the cards we were dealt. That is not going to happen. Um, so oh, no. Little oh, no. Bub. Who's Little Bub? Little Bub, Jack, is a cat whose tongue was always hanging out due to genetic anomalies, but it made him look very cute. And people with soft heads and low IQs on the Internet loved looking at pictures of Little Bub. And they would look at his pictures. Why is your tongue in your mouth, Little Bub? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you your goddamn tongue out with a roof! (laughs) Said one Instagram user, She was a ray of pure joy in my life, and so many others. She had the power to anyway. Um, oh wow! Uh, Hanson just put pictures of little bub on the on the <laughs> screen. You're gonna trip on that thing. Get that tongue in your mouth, little bub. That is a dang cute cat. I can't get that tongue in my mouth. <laughs> I have a genetic anomaly. I was ready to mock little bub, but that is a damn cute cat. Little bub rose to fame after her adoption in 2011, Jack, when her owner, music producer Mike Bradovsky, began posting photos and updates about her online. Her story garnered 3 million followers on Facebook, 2.4 million on Instagram. 3 million Facebook followers? And this one's going to be like a swift kick in the junk, Jack. More than 800,000 followers on Twitter. Wow. For a cat, because its tongue is visible. Now that I've seen a bunch of pictures of little bub, I'm going to scream in the the night seeing that face. Uh, Too much little bub is starting to wear me out. But more, (laughs) more Jack on the wacky, big money world of pet influencers coming up. And uh, an, an, an astonishing record for the Golden Globes that came out yesterday, we should mention. It, uh, well, it's a new era for entertainment, no doubt about that. All on the way in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I don't care. I know you gotta hate this song. That's We never really got along. I don't care. I know you're really gonna hate this song. The first song on the new album from The Who. As they're 75 years old and putting out a new album came yeah. out today. Roger sounded pretty good there. He sounds exactly like he sounded when he was 30. Yeah, he, he, sounds he can't quite bring it live anymore, but how could he? I mean, uh, I don't hate this song. No, sounds like the who. But, yeah. um, you know, I... I realize a lot of our listeners don't even know who that group is. Probably you got to be of a certain that. age. Come on now. I don't know. Come on. You but, always, having raised teenage kids, you underestimate how easy it is to look into prior eras of music and entertainment. I mean, I realize some people might not know the who, but, um, but they're, they're, they're that big. Pete, Come on. Pete Townsend did an interview the other day in which he said John Entwistle was a, an average bassist at best. Keith Moon oh. was a terrible drummer. He, uh, you know what? He's yeah. a I, jerk. Pete Townsend's a jerk. Well, and he's a crazy person. Anyway, uh, that's yeah. enough of that. Um, what are we going to talk? Oh, yeah. So impeachment uh, articles were announced today. Ho hum. They'll be voted on later this week. We'll talk about that then. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how it's going to unfold in the Senate. Just and all I care about is my own entertainment. Um, I, I, I have a feeling it'll be fairly boring. I'm, I'm told it it'll I've, be two weeks. They went through it on, um, I think it was Face the Nation this weekend, and they said, here's some things people don't realize about this process, and I'd forgotten it, too. It's not anything dramatic. It's not going to be anything like what we've seen in the House. Oh, we still have got to air some of this 
audio from yesterday in which they're bickering like crazy. Oh, I, it was really I fun. Wanna, let's do that. Yeah. But anyway, what? so what did you learn about the uh, the process in the Senate? The way it's put together, since you have managers and lawyers and that sort of thing, it, it, it's not going to be the Congress people. They don't, they don't have a chance to showboat. So it will be a very dry, a boring process. All right. Wake me when it's over. Exactly. With, with a known result. Right. So... That's what that Ye- is. Yeehaw. <laughs> so they got into it a little bit yesterday, and I don't know if we're going to play all three minutes, but we'll give you a little of this. Mr. Chairman. Well, sir, Mr. Your Chairman, parliamentary, parliamentary inquiry. The gentleman is not recognized for parliamentary inquiry. Uh, Mr. Chairman, what is The gentleman is not recognized. The gentleman, Mr. Burke, has the time. We're going to ignore the rules. We are not our witnesses to ask the questions. Then, gentlemen, will, how many other rules are you just going to disregard? Gentlemen, are, will suspend. Parliamentary inquiries are not in order at this time. Well, how about a point, point, of order, point of order? This is not appropriate to have a witness have a point be a questioner a point of, of somebody that was a witness gentlemen, when he was. Gentlemen, will suspend. It's just wrong. Gentlemen, will refrain from making Gentlemen, well, I made a point of order, and you won't rule on it. I have not heard a point of order. The gentleman has a state of point. Chairman, gentlemen, has a point of order. He will state your point of order. Yes, Mr. Chairman. There is no rule nor precedent for anybody being a witness and then getting to come up and question. And so I have ruled. We were the point of order is he's inappropriate to be up here asking questions. That is not a point of order. He's here in accordance with Rule Six Six. With how much money do you have to give to get to do? The gentleman will not cast aspersions on members of staff of the committee. The gentleman, Mr. Chairman, it was a legitimate Mr. Burke, order. Mr. Burke has the time. Mr. Chairman, point Burke of order. Mr. Burke, Mr. Burke, a member of the committee? Mr. Burke has the time. Mr. Mr. Chairman, have a legitimate Burke, point of order. Mr. Burke has the time. You have to recognize point of point order. Point of order. The gentleman will state a point of order. This gentleman is presenting his opinions as a witness. He's supposed to present the material facts in the the report, not to appear for his opinions. Is that right or not? The gentleman, that is not a point of order. It is Mr. Burke's time pursuant to Rule 660. I have ruled (laughs) the the gentleman has the time pursuant to Rule 660. Point of order, uh, Mr. Chairman. The gentleman will state a point Mr. of order. Help you this, not the gentleman will point of order. The gentleman will state a point of order if the, he has one. Yes, the point of order is this. Um, we operate by rules, and if there's nothing specifically in the rule permitting this, we go by precedent. It is unprecedented for a person to come and sit who you've described as a witness to then return to the bench and begin the questioning. Gentleman has stated, that is a point of order. The gentleman has stated... Uh, is that a point of order? Yes. <laughs> it's not a point of order, but I will point no. out it's not a cognizable point of order. I will point out that we have the gentleman has been designated by me to, to do this questioning uh, pursuant to Rule Six Six the House Resolution Six Sixty, which is part of the rules of the House. Yeah. Yeah. Do a soliloquy. Then. It is in accordance with the rules of the House, <laughs> and the gentleman's time will resume. Mr. Burke. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. No, thank you, Mr. Chairman. (laughs) I like that toward the end when Nether says, that is not a point of order. Is that a point of order? (laughs) He asked the parliamentarian parliamentarian behind him. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it is. Yeah, it's not, like I said. And stop hitting the gavel. Uh, Stop pounding the gavel. Stop the hammering. Yeah, exactly. Stop the hammering. It doesn't actually do anything. I agree with Lawrence O'Donnell. That's what people without gavels always say. (laughs) 
clearly it doesn't actually stop people from talking, so stop doing that. It's just Where hammering. is that hammering coming from? <laughs> oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, that is your United States Congress engaged in the serious, prayerful, sad uh, business of impeachment. <laughs> well, that's just, just precious. So what happened for the first time yesterday with the Golden Globes there, Sean? None of the traditional broadcast networks, your ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, uh, CW, and PBS, got any nominations for any of their shows whatsoever. Not one nomination. If you had just said the big three networks, I'd have been amazed. But including all those other ones. Yeah. Not, not so, one nomination with all the categories. So, Sean, it was all the streaming people, right? Uh, and uh, HBO is kind of a weird hybrid of those things. Right. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. So there, not entirely, there were a couple cable networks. Like I think uh, FX, the FX channel on cable had a couple of things. AMC may have had something sneaky. So there were a couple kind of cable channels that got it, but your traditional broadcast networks. Well, no. p- right. Picture right. being a, a creative person, particularly a young creative person. Um, and you think, well, I could go to NBC where they're going to tell me, now your show has to be exactly 20 minute, 21 minutes long. You can't use any cuss words. You can't do anything politically incorrect at no any boob. level. No Yeah, no sex or violence. And nothing, no politically correct. Well, there's plenty of violence. <laughs> uh, 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 terminology whatsoever. And uh, it's going to go through 19 layers of management. And that guy over there, he's going to be your boss. He's the one that put Macmillan and wife on the air in 1978. And he's going to determine whether or not your show is good or not. Or you can go over here to Netflix and work with this 26-year-old super creative person. Do whatever you want. Make your show whatever you want it to be. Just make it good. Yeah. So which would yeah. you choose? Yeah. It doesn't well, even have to be the young people. I, Scorsese made the choice sure. to go to the, the Netflix people. Well, right, sure, yeah. This is a real uh, BCAD moment, I think, in entertainment. We're we're hearing the death rattle of the major networks, and who who cares, honestly? Well, Just because they've been big doesn't mean they should or ought to be. Or, but there's a lot of money at stake. You would think that they would take a look at themselves and see, we've got to completely redo the way we get creative here. Yeah, or like certain uh, uh, parts of the radio business, just ride it into the ground. Yeah, that's just milk it as much as they can um, as it crashes into the earth. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) A a, a tendency we are trying to resist around here at the uh, A and G Universe as hard as we can. I feel like there's some (laughs) weird middling success. Sorry, Sean. I feel like there's some weird connection between the the death of traditional creative shows on the broadcast networks and their over reliance on news now too. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right too because they can they can make money off of that telling you about national weather. Armstrong and Getty.